Hi. Sorry. It's okay. No, it's, you're good. It's we're, we're all learning. We're all growing. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, start with the intro. Is that fine? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna say hello and welcome to Sleepover Talks. I'm your host Christina, and today's episode we have my friend Monique. She'll be talking about being in the education field and how that has changed her. Monique, can you give the audience a one minute bio and a fun fact about you? Absolutely. First off, thank you for having mm-hmm. me here on this podcast. My pleasure. <laughs> My name is Monique Castaneda, and I am a migrant preschool teacher for local school district here in our area. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit about me. Um, I worked with children for over 10 years in multiple capacity uh, capacities, mm-hmm. and it's just a passion that I have. Um, it's a way for me to feel fulfilled and give back to the community, and I absolutely love, love, love it. I'm also on a wellness journey. Um, I underwent bariatric surgery uh, about 11 months now. Mm-hmm. So that has been a quest in itself, um, learning how to adhere to self-care and learning how to take care of me before I take care of everybody else. Yep, we got to take care of ourselves first. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely has been a quest that has been very big in my life most recently. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I tried to do during this quarantine was establish <laughs> a little bit of a, a support group, kind of like a wellness group. That's uh, with, awesome. Yeah, a couple of members um, mm-hmm. who are also on their path to wellness. Um, mm-hmm. Needs to be consistent, slow because I noticed the minute that I said machine it's just you know everybody else can be rails so think about my leadership capabilities and mm-hmm. how to um, not only manage myself but manage responsibilities and confidence yeah oh that's interesting okay yeah. Oh, it's the weirdest thing I've done. A couple of <laughs> Instagram, uh-huh. they get all the parents just without did it. I had a vision to create my own little jewelry line. Uh huh. Um, definitely in progress we can do it (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and get started with the questions is that good okay um how long have you been in the education field is it something you always wanted to be in education field kind of just came out of whim in high Mm -hmm. school uh-huh. I uh, was in the ROP program, and okay. during that time, I was kind of antisocial, so I hanged out with my child development teacher a lot, Okay, and I think her wanting to keep me busy and engaged, she had me run her child development program, Okay, and uh, during that time, um, I found my passion. I found a joy and a love for working with kids. I was able to art. Uh, go across the street to the local elementary mm-hmm. and be a cross-age tutor and 
and be a teacher's aide and two years of that and running the program. And I was like, you know what? Working with kids is my thing. I'm good at it. And I, I love it. I love kids. I think they're so cute. <laughs> yes, they are. And, and they're so fun. And I just love life. And I love that about them. So any, and I thought any way that I could um, have a job where I could set the stage for them to continue to learn how mm-hmm. to love life and find their spark in the world. That's something that I wanted to be a part of. So initially I thought, okay, obviously I don't know what to yeah. do. Teaching just yeah. in the pathway. Um, but I was like, you know, unconfident. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not sure I can do this. Um, but I know I like working with kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go that yeah. pathway. So when I went to the junior college, you know, I um, I took child development so classes. And it just, <laughs> yeah, continued just like that. Mm-hmm. So um between, you know, my earlier experiences in high mm-hmm. school and then going to the junior college and being involved with them, mm-hmm. I kind of just find, found my niche. And I said, well, this is it. <laughs> I don't see myself going into any other field. Yeah. It just kind of, uh, it was either working with children or being a beautician. Oh, and okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't become a beautician. <laughs> so uh, working with kids. Yeah, that's, that was your calling for you to do. Absolutely. And, and, you know, kind of working with different mentors and Mm -hmm. things, my skills and abilities have just definitely evolved. And it really just means a lot to me when my director tells me, you know, you have, you have Mm -hmm. the skill of interaction, Mm -hmm. interacting with the kids and families and and helping them learn and grow in a way that is, is just projected so beautifully through your communication and through your deliverance and your engagement. That is just Yeah. And that is just something that it makes me feel good, you know, because I do it because I like it. Yeah. And when other people see that, then that's rewarding. That's good that you like because a lot of times I feel like, you know, with certain jobs like nursing, a lot of people like us who are just either recently graduated from college or high school tend to go for certain careers that way because of the money. They don't really have it for the passion. You know, I had a teacher, Uh, uh, her name was Brandy at at the community college. She would say, don't. you know it's not going to be worth it absolutely I believe in that wholeheartedly some days I think about you know why didn't I just choose nursing or why didn't I choose Mm -hmm. something that made Mm -hmm. more money but then I thought about it and it's like I was following my heart and Mm -hmm. my passion I didn't I really didn't explore Mm -hmm. the financial aspect of things until I was already yeah Um, it happens (laughs) But absolutely. But, you know, I really do feel like I've been in a career that has been very mm-hmm. rewarding. And it's just something that I like. Um, it's been hard, but I've also not only have the children, mm-hmm. not only have they grown within themselves, but I have grown as a person mm-hmm. through serving in, in multiple capacities. I've learned how to work with teachers. I've learned how to work with other people. I've learned how to work with a variance of children ranging from special needs all the way through high school and in between. And I found my niche and mm-hmm. I found that my passion is for early childhood education. Um, and, and that's I what makes you happy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the little ones, you know, and I think that not everybody has the same 
um, background, mm-hmm. you know, the socioeconomic yeah. statuses, the same life experiences. Yeah. But when you go to school, it's supposed to be all mm-hmm. equal. They're all respected. They're all valued. They're all heard. They're all supported. And I think that that feeling in itself just makes me it so does. happy. And I feel like, you know, especially as teachers, you know, that's something that we can also help them because sometimes a lot of times at home, like you said, they don't teach them that that equalness. They teach them, oh, you shouldn't be friends with these certain people or not like respect. So I think that's another important factor as a teacher, you know? Absolutely. And I feel like sometimes we embed a, a different sense of morality mm-hmm. than what they're given yeah. at home. And to me, if I can help instill some qualities mm-hmm. and skills into a person to help them be a better learner and a better a mm-hmm. person, then my life uh, in this role has served. You feel purpose. like you accomplished it. Absolutely. Do you think it's worth having an education degree? Like, can you work in the field without a bachelor's or associates? Or do you have to have a degree? I am. I observed through EdJoin, mm-hmm. which is the platform for finding school district jobs, mm-hmm. there are classified positions. Can um, you explain that a little bit more, what classified means, just in case someone's listening that uh-huh. don't know what the difference is? Yes. So classified position means that um, these are positions that do not require any sort of, like, management titles, any sort of extra permits okay. or anything okay. to the sort. Mm-hmm. Um, these are jobs that you can essentially get working with children, but don't necessarily require okay. a bachelor's okay. degree. Um, so roles like paraprofessional uh, would be a classified position. Any sort of secretarial that would be a that would be a um, classified mm-hmm. position. Any sort of teacher's aide that would be a classified position. Okay. So when you when you sign up to do classified mm-hmm. positions, you can essentially get in with like an AA mm-hmm. um, or a 48 college mm-hmm. units. Um, but then thereafter, if you're wanting more of leadership roles like, you know, teaching or higher up. going higher, mm-hmm. directing, um, instructional coach, facilitation, you're going to need more of the BAs and post-graduate uh, units. To, to do those, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. What what were your first jobs in the field? Did you learn a lot from them in order to move ahead? I honestly did. My first job actually was in the after school program. That was probably the easiest job <laughs> to get. Uh, they were looking for so many. And uh-huh. I was like, you know what? This is going to be my foot in the mm-hmm. door with the mm-hmm. school district. I can work with a group of kids, get my feet wet before I decide what I want to uh-huh. do. Well, that was initially the hardest job because you kind of got me not having too much of educational mm-hmm. experience other than my ROP program, <laughs> you were just kind of thrown in. And you're having to essentially manage a group of students without having the teaching strategies, without having the background knowledge, without having um, these other tools in your toolbox that make mm-hmm. it helpful when working and navigating with children. So you're kind of having to figure it out on the fly. And if you think about it, you're getting the kids when they're out of school, they're yep. tired, they're riled up. They're non-compliant because they just went through school and they don't want to be there. And then they give you this attitude afterwards. Uh Uh-huh. And so that was my first initial, like, Mm -hmm. job. And it was a shocker. (laughs) I did it for a little while. Uh But I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm not going to be a teacher. I can't. I don't like these. And you're here. like, I'm done. It's hard. (laughs) They're not listening. Especially when they're older. Uh huh, and that was because you know I was fairly new. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was timid, so yeah. then they could walk all over yeah. me. So 
that that my that was one of my earlier experiences but I learned at that time okay fourth grade and up is not for me yeah <laughs> I can't do this I mean I could do it I could swing it but I just I preferred it's not fun, it's and... funny you mentioned that because my second job was at a catholic school and it was part elementary and then like the lower elementary and then it was like uh fifth and sixth and oh my gosh, because it, it was like the it wasn't like a daycare that they did like afterwards when they came for school. Uh-huh. And oh my gosh, the older kids were such a mess with their hormones. They wouldn't listen to you. They wouldn't cooperate mm-hmm. with you. And but but if uh-huh. it was somebody else that was a different leader or somebody, they would be like, oh hi. They would talk to you. But when it was you, Absolutely. but when it was you, the strict one, they didn't care. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, during those times, mm-hmm. I didn't know the value of being authoritative yeah. and setting the boundaries up front mm-hmm. and being kind of clear and mm-hmm. concise with my directives and have my expectations set. Mm-hmm. Because when you set all that from the beginning and they know that they can't get away with this, or yeah. that, then they start being a little more compliant. But because I wanted to have a good, vast impression mm-hmm. and be nice and be the nice uh-huh. one. I just got walked all over and it just made my job a lot more harder. I could not tame them for the life. Do you have any advice for anyone that's going in the field or has been in the field that, you know, is still struggling with that? Like how to not be like so timid around them? Cause you know, they can sense that. So absolutely. Um, For, so you're going to be timid no matter Mm -hmm. what, but I will say that one of the best things I did was I really quickly identified who the stronger leaders mm-hmm. were and I watched them, <laughs> and I listened to their words and I would observe mm-hmm. and I would see what they would do and I would hear how they I just would see how the kids would react mm-hmm. with what they said and I would just take it all in and then I would try you it would practice the next with day. it I, I would I would practice with it and it was just something that I just I learned by seeing others um, the ones that were successful, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I kind of mimicked the same and sometimes it worked for me and sometimes it didn't. And that's how I was able to tailor and define my delivery. That's a, that's a good idea too, because we need to learn and observe, you know, because sometimes, you know, we can't just be like that around children, you know, unfortunately we have to have thick skin. <laughs> Do uh-huh. they have internships for teaching? I believe once you get into, you know, the credential programs and mm-hmm. such, there's an opportunity for you to kind of uh, apply for regular teaching mm-hmm. jobs as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that school districts, working for a school district myself, I know that they do invite um, intern eligible mm-hmm. students. It's a whole process that you have to go mm-hmm. through, but uh, preferably the school districts are looking for um, candidates that are essentially fully credentialed. They, the chain of command mm-hmm. is fully credentialed if you're not fully credentialed and the district is still looking for somebody and you could try to apply as an intern and if you really do good in the interview they may or may not give you a Mm -hmm. shot I just know that preferably they want you to just be uh intern eligible uh they want you to be fully credentialed Mm -hmm. first but there are circumstances where they need somebody and yeah. they will accept those ineligible students. Do they train you in those aspects when they really need somebody? Or do you just have to learn it yourself? I feel like in that regard, mm-hmm. you know, to be intern-eligible mm-hmm. uh, when you're in a program and everything, um, I've been told that you just get thrown in. Oh, wow. So they offer you the job. Okay. You, they offer you the job. And uh, it's like a sink or swim. That's and if intense. You're an intern, oh, <laughs> yes. So if you're in an intern program... Mm-hmm. Um, 
then it just depends. The one at Teachers College in San Joaquin, Mm -hmm. it's a two-year program, but you don't have a mentor coach. You're kind of just winging it. Yeah. Uh uh huh. But if you're going to go to UOP and you're going to do their teaching credential and have to do the student Mm -hmm. teaching, then you get that individualized support. But it is more money, so it's kind of like you're you kind of got to decide what you want because there are some excellent teachers come out of teachers college of San Joaquin but if you know individually that you're going to need that student teaching mm-hmm. practice you're going to probably want to look into something that has uh, student teaching as a requirement mm-hmm. that way you uh, get what you need because not everybody can survive on a no, swim. It's that's very, very true and what you how you learn also depends you know just because you're thrown out there you might not learn everything and once you're in the classroom yourself yeah. you're going to be like well I didn't learn this Absolutely. And and I know that a lot of the learning is hands on experience, okay. but a lot of the a lot of the learning too mm-hmm. is from just analyzing what you need. Like for mm-hmm. me, if I had to choose between a program it's sink or swim or you're gonna go to get the student mm-hmm. teaching, well, do I wanna pay ten thousand dollars for teachers college or do I wanna pay thirty thirty thousand for ULP? You gotta decide. Um, <laughs> At this, at this time, I'm going to take the Teachers College of San Joaquin just because I feel like I'm a little seasoned as a sub-teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I would choose that route only because financially it would be more cost-efficient for mm-hmm. me. However, if I was younger and I had the time and I had the money and I really was certain that I wanted mm-hmm. to be an educator, I would just invest in the student, student teaching. teaching. And do you think that student teaching is like a better route? Like, do you think you learn a lot from it? Or do you think it's just somebody that should just try it just because? Something that shied me away from student teaching was because you need to have a re- uh, reservation mm-hmm. of, two, I believe it's like a semester or two where you are student okay. teaching. So that means you're okay. working as a regular uh- teacher, but you are not getting oh, okay. And so to me, that was something that I could not do because I do work to pay yeah, my bills yeah. month a month. I don't blame so you. So <laughs> I can't just I can't just afford to just work for free. Have two semesters <laughs> just yeah. chilling. Yeah. Exactly. So that to me was a okay, no, this isn't for yeah. me. Um, I can't do this. But you know, there are other people that have those opportunities. So you would just have to analyze what um was right yeah. for you. What has uh, being in the field taught you that you think you wouldn't learn any other field? Um, how to care about people <laughs> um, and how to work with others. Mm-hmm. Um, I know other fields teach you that as well, but I you really see who's in for serving the mm-hmm. children because they love it, because it's their passion, mm-hmm. or who's just there because it's a yeah. job. And there is a big difference. And that's how you can weed out who's really truly mm-hmm. there for the benefit of the students and the kids and who's just there because they just need a yeah, job. That's... And, then, and let me tell you, the vibe is so different. So um, it, it's harder to work mm-hmm. with those who just don't have that intrinsic motivation to work mm-hmm. with children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also a little bit harder to work with those who <laughs> love it because sometimes there's a lot of chiefs mm-hmm. <laughs> and not enough you know yeah. there's too many people that want to be boss and have their ideas and collaboration can be a little um challenging mm-hmm. uh but for the most part you know I just think that this field teaches you how to um not only care about others but learn how to care about yourself and practice your delivery and 
I think over time, the hands-on experience just helps you become a little bit more seasoned and more confident Mm -hmm. in your role. I like that. Yeah, that's true about also, you know, having collaborations with people because I noticed, depending on the team, you know, like the people that I have worked with before, sometimes you can bounce off ideas and you can work together. Mm -hmm. Other people, not so much. So I think that's something I agree about the right part, too. Absolutely. And I think that I learned too how to be versatile in my experience, in my personality. Mm-hmm. I'm a very social person just in mm-hmm. nature. And I'm like that in my collaborations. <laughs> I project my ideas. I have no problem um, sharing mm-hmm. my voice. But I learned that uh, not everybody at work is your friend, yeah. but you can be kind to everybody. Yeah. And that is a boundary that I have set just for the rest of my um, mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. life. Um, just by past experiences you know you just can't you, some places are very clicky oh, some yeah. places are <laughs> you know, those things are you know you learn that they don't necessarily tell you and you don't learn until yeah. you're in there and so if you know how to kind of stand your ground and support your bubble and know how to project an answer to people and um, carry yourself with diligence and respect um, then those things are going to take you far because I can tell you it can turn very quickly, you know, if you're feeding into it all. Yeah. And just remember the reason why you're there. Who cares if there's catty, catty and petty people. There's always going to be people like that everywhere. Absolutely. You know, I had somebody telling Mm me one time um, and I'll never forget Mm -hmm. it. She goes, I don't know why you're projecting all of this child development jargon. Wow. Psychology. I was psychology child hoopla. You know what gets through the kids? And she raised her hand, like, giving uh-huh. a good smack. Wow. And uh, I just looked at her, and I just go, I am so grateful you're not in the field. Yeah, because you wouldn't last. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, it's not for everybody. No, it's not. You know, just, it's not. You have to have a big heart. You have to be willing to. a lot to of patience. Not- Absolutely. And you don't make a whole ton of money. Yeah. So, you know, you need to be able to manage your means mm-hmm. and. Uh, be okay with that you know um especially at the preschool level like you know I I haven't got my credential piece yet you um, will go into into a k-12 classroom (laughs) I'm actually thinking about you know child psychology maybe going into school counseling I can definitely see you in that I can definitely yeah yeah, I can definitely see that you always been such a good person like giving advice and just the way how you you know you see yourself and I feel like you'll be able to help a lot of people in that area I I hope so you know I'm on this wellness journey Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of learning myself what wasn't given to me as yeah. a child in my um, counseling experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? This is what kids need. Yeah. This is the stuff that's not really talked about that we need to project out there to uh, these kid kiddos and, and get them the stamina and the support that they need so they're not adults trying to recover from yeah. their childhood trauma. And maybe you need to be that person to do that for them. Absolutely. So the more that I figure myself out, the more the direction <laughs> I get. I I always been saying this last year. If it's on your mind, then do it. Because if you keep thinking about it a lot, just do it. Do the risk for it. You know. Absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting that you Mm -hmm. said that because there's been a couple things on my mind. You know, just about uh, health Mm -hmm. moves and financial Mm -hmm. moves and career moves and. You just sit on that lingering thought, and then it's like, okay, you're gonna yeah. do it or not? Let's do this. Why you know are what you I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> uh huh. Stop wasting time, girl. Yeah. You gotta get this Life stuff rolling. <laughs> Absolutely. What has some? What has been some hardships for you that you overcame <laughs> being in this field? Uh, one of the hardships for me was having to be comfortable mm-hmm. 
being able to facilitate not only to children but adults. Mm-hmm. My last uh, role, two year, uh, my last role that I've had for two years, which would be a home based uh-huh. educator, had to facilitate to not only children but to mm-hmm. families, and that to me at first was very uncomfortable because I do not have children mm-hmm. myself. And I am not comfortable telling adults what to do, but that was the role that I yeah. was in. So that's the moment that I was like, you're like oh, shit. <laughs> you're, you're in your big yeah. old job. You, you, you got to run this yeah. show. So you better get with it, girl, and be comfortable yeah. with it. So I had to learn very quickly to um, assume that leadership. Mm-hmm. role even if I wasn't that uh, confident I had to slip in there like I knew what I was doing yeah. and I made it work and I don't know how I did that because I wasn't too confident myself mm-hmm. at first but over the two years time those families came back to me and told me if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have gone to school if it oh. wasn't for you my kid wouldn't have learned this or that or my family wouldn't be as strong mm-hmm. as it is because of your support and to me that that just confirmed everything that I was doubting in the beginning. And sometimes our thoughts in our head just like like to control us and say, you're not meant for this. You can't do this. But when you hear these repo- uh, responses mm-hmm. from the families that you work for, you're like, wow, I actually did something, you know, to help Absolutely. them. And, and that kind of defines your why, you know, why mm-hmm. are you doing this? Why are you working with families as challenging as it can be sometimes? Because I make a difference. Yeah. And I can wholeheartedly say that. Let's talk about the SEEPS test. How is that? And is there books or things that you can uh, basically study for taking a test? Yes. Mm-hmm. So CBEST for me, you know, when I initially started, mm-hmm. I got the book. I printed some practice mm-hmm. tests from the site where you register mm-hmm. for it. They have some practice tests there. So I printed all the practice mm-hmm. tests. And I put it in a binder, got my paper, got my pencil, <laughs> but I felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be reading this whole book. I already know myself. Let's start with a practice test and let's see what yeah. I know. So essentially, you can get a book, you can get all the mm-hmm. practice tests, you can go on webinars, and, and sometimes the teachers call it to San Joaquin or the county will have mm-hmm. classes that you can go to kind of, pay, you pay for these classes to kind of help prepare you. Uh, however, I feel like, I think a person should try to see what they know with the practice test okay. alone before they can go pay for these uh, other courses because they may know more than they okay. realize. And um, so I would say start that way. Just uh, print off some of the practice tests. Don't even buy the book. Um, just take those and see what you know and then go from there. If you know half the content and more you're lacking, mm-hmm. go ahead and invest in that book or that class. Makes um, sense. I would, I would also uh, look on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things on there. If they're struggling mm-hmm. with the mathematics portion, um, there's something called Khan Academy. Mm-hmm. Khan Academy was a good resource to helping um, with some mathematical skills. And then, so it's basically like a knowledge test then. Like, you know, like when you take your DMV permit mm-hmm. test. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, and, it, the, and the for me... I had to really strategize on how I answered the questions. Uh-huh. I unfortunately needed to take it twice okay. because I took so long in the multiple choice mathematical portion that oh, I did not even have time for okay. my written. Uh-huh. So I did not have a chance to finish my written. I was not thoroughly oh, wow. completed with the way I wanted to do it. So I do remember my question, my written question, <laughs> um, very clearly. Would you like me to share Yeah, that that's with you? fine. Go for it. We can help somebody okay. that's listening. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So one of the questions, my written questions was, they say that life is like a cloud with a silver Mm -hmm. lining. Explain the time in your life where this concept is applicable. Oh, that's hard. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So pretty much, you know, I just, you have to think on the fly because you don't know what questions you're going to get. So I just remember talking about how I, my family had paid for the Mm -hmm. gym and I had to go, you know, and I hated it. In my younger years, I hated it. (laughs) I still hate it. Exactly. Right. So I just remember going and being like, I hate this. Why are they doing this? It's torture. (laughs) It is. They're just making fun of me. But at the end of the day, I knew that they cared about my wellness Mm -hmm. enough to provide Mm -hmm. that for me. So that was a silver lining. Like I wasn't seeing that at the time. That oh, they I see. In, I see. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of what I That's good. And and then if you fail the test, do you have to pay for it again? Or how does that work? Um, you do have to pay for it again. When I had to repeat the mm-hmm. portion a second time, oh. that's something that I had to do. Okay. Um, what is a routine like in the classroom? It's a little bit steady. What happened? It's a little bit steady. Can you hear me? Um, no, I can't. Can you hear me? It's static. Can you hear me now? Yes. Um, that's weird. Okay, can you hear me now? Do you want me to start a new one? I'll, I'll save this one. Okay. Sounds good. 